Toontown Public Works is not for kids, even though Sir Casey and I are childish cartoons. We try our best to keep the show PG-13, but regardless, we do talk about a lot of adult content. Stuff like weird sex things, and, um, and butts! We also have a Patreon now, where we post things like bonus episodes and periodic newsletters about things that are interesting us at the moment. So, yeah, check that out uh, if you're so inclined. Enjoy the show! Toontown Historical Society presents Toontown Public Works, a program where three highly unqualified doofuses make a mockery of themselves in the name of preserving this great city's forgotten classics. Hello and welcome to Toontown Public Works, where we trudge through the ink to find hidden gems. I'm Ishii the Raccoon. I'm Casey the Dog. I'm Sir the Cat. Hi everyone. Hi. Is this when uh, I wish uh, people happy 20, 2019, or did we already do that? I don't uh, remember. I, it's been so long. I, it's been so long. <laughs> oh, God, we're so sorry. It's okay. Yeah, it's not, It's only a few days January, off. But... January's just really suck, so I think yeah, we're January's justified. Yeah, January's garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, welcome back to Toontown Public. If this is your first time here, I'm sorry we started off with talking about how late we are this time, because uh, I swear that's not always the case. Uh, I uh, Basically what we do is we talk about cartoon news, we watch uh, cartoons that fall into the public domain or otherwise easily accessible, and then we also talk about prompts that we give out to our audience. So... Uh, with that order of operations out there, let's just dive right into it because we are about to change our podcast name uh, because it was announced that there is going to be a Zootopia, La- Zootopia Land in Ch- uh, Sh- Disney Shang- wow, Shanghai Disneyland. Uh, and we're now going to be called the Zootopia Watch uh, 2019 and then just going to go on and on until it's finally constructed yep, and then we're every- actually be there. Every two weeks, we'll be here for you to tune in and for us to say, nope, not done yet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like the, the, they haven't even broken the ground yet. That's not until later this year. <laughs> <laughs> They've broken is, the um, ground in your hearts. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. Yeah. yeah. Is this the point where I... Uh, actually, go ahead, Casey. No, 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 you go. Is this the point where I say that there's a really, really, really good chance that it's coming to Animal Kingdom? Because there is. Uh, well, I mean, yes, there's there's a very, very good chance of that as well. Uh, so let, let's start with the basics here. So uh, so there's this really good video that uh, some jerk with a camera did, or a.k.a. Tony Goldmark uh, did. Uh, he's a really great theme park uh, comedian. Uh, like, he does a lot of different videos about, like, Mainly Disneyland, but he also does stuff for like Universal Studios uh, and other smaller parks like Knott's Berry. Um, he, I will say that his earlier works are a little harder to watch, just because he was a bit more of like an edgy edge lord, which <laughs> so he, which he, learned. which he would admit, and is and has evolved a lot from. So, He's but better, he was yes. he was he was yeah. a part of he was a part of Channel Awesome uh, back mm. before, uh, you know, all of, all of the shit hit the fan with channel awesome and he left (laughs) which was the admirable thing to do so yeah uh but yeah basically what what, what's going on what 
uh, the reason I bring him up is there was this really good video he did back in 2016 when he was like going over like all the theme park news of the year and upcoming things. And he was talking about like there was Avatar Land that was coming to uh, Animal Kingdom because back when Avatar Land was announced in like 2012, they didn't really have very many popular animal franchises at the time. So they just came up with the thing of like, well, what we need to put something in this park because it's kind of not doing super well. What should we put in there? Avatar! Uh, and it's like, well, I mean, that franchise has already kind of waned by the time this, vi like this, uh, like at this point and the sequel doesn't seem like it's coming out anytime soon. Doing, Avatar. And so cut to 2016, Avatar's in construction. And then they have, Disney has two movies to make over a billion dollars at Star Animals, uh, both the Jungle Book remake and Zootopia. Yeah. And <laughs> they're just kicking themselves. Uh, uh, so I feel like that this park is kind of like an exact response because for one, the reason why it's going to Shanghai Disneyland first uh, is entirely because it was the best performing movie in sh uh, animated movie in Chinese history. Uh, oh. Like any domestically and uh, like uh, just worldwide, like just any sort of like animated film that movie beat out everything else i knew uh, it was really so, good in like china and stuff i didn't know it was that good holy crap yeah it's it's huge there it's also big in like south korea and japan like everybody coming why, out for all, the crazy animal town yeah like that's why all the merch for zootopia is mostly located in the eastern part of the world uh and that's because yeah like it's it's just it's full of uh it, it, it's because there's that's why like you'll see a lot of fan art come from those regions uh there's there's just a there's a big following for that in uh you know those that area of the world so yes putting in shanghai disneyland makes a lot of sense uh shanghai disneyland is also sort of like this place where disney puts a lot of things uh, that they want to bring to the West, but may not, or kind of just testing around kind of things. Uh, the big ones being like uh, the Disney property, like the Disney Marvel properties that uh, didn't really, uh, they, they can't really make on the East Coast just yet due to legal reasons. Uh, like they have like a whole, uh, there's like an Iron Man ride in Shanghai Disneyland that. I think they're working to bringing on to the West Coast now uh, with the uh, new Avengers initiative that they're doing over at the uh, Disneyland parks. Yep, yep. Uh, but then, uh, and then there's also like, uh, like the thing is that Disney, the only, the only reason I'm bringing up all this is just to bring up the fact that Disney does use those other lands to basically test out things and then bring them over to the West. Uh, like uh, that's where the Ratatouille, right? It wasn't Shanghai. That was in, uh, that was in uh, France, Disneyland, Paris, yeah, yeah Disneyland, Paris. Uh, but that was like a big hit. Now that's finally coming to Epcot. Uh, there's the Tron ride that was in Tokyo, Disneyland. Oh, uh, I'm that so is finally. Oh, no. Oh, actually, no, no, that was Shanghai as well. Uh, that one is also finally coming to Tomorrowland in uh, the West. Uh, so, because uh, nothing spells it, tomorrow and like computers from the eighties. Well, oh, no, it's based it's on the, it's based on legacy, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I know. I so the two thousands <laughs> one. So it's <laughs> pre pre Siri internet. Oh, okay, well, basically. Listen, let me um, have my glowy jumpsuits. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I I love the concept, and it's also going to be like the first ride at Disney in like uh like Tomorrowland in a long, long time. That's not replacing another ride, so that's good. <laughs> um. Uh, but we're not a Disney Park thing. We are an animation thing. And so the reason why we even bring up any of this is because uh, there's already been a lot of talks in Animal Kingdom uh, in the West uh, where there's... Okay, so there's this place called Rafiki's Planet Watch that is basically closed down now. Uh, all it was was just kind of a station for, like, very little kids to, like, learn about, like, animals and stuff. There's a pine uh, there. There's a petting zoo there, but I mean, there's also like other petting zoos in the park and other things that kids can do that are educational in the park anyway. So whatever. Um, so but the thing is, to get to that place, you have to take a train that's like part of the ride. Um, so with that being closed off, with Zootopia being such a big hit and the fact that they are even doing Shanghai Disneyland like Zootopia stuff. It's not impossible to speculate. In fact, it's already been speculated for a while now that. That is going to be the Zootopia area uh, once uh, they've uh, gotten everything like taken out from there, too. There's other rumors about maybe Indiana Jones, though I think that's more likely that they'll replace Dino Land USA with that stuff. Apparently uh, that's getting a bit more iffy. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, like, it's... it's Yeah, Zootopia is... A franchise that made Disney a literally a billion dollars. It's one of my favorite movies of the last few years. Uh, it's fantastic, and I'm super happy that we're going to see a lot more representation of it now uh, through the Disney parks. Because basically, up until now, there was uh, a Disney, uh, a Judy Hopps and Nick Wilde meet and greet in uh, Disneyland uh, in California uh, in California Adventure, and then there was one like a dance party event that happens in Disney world, which I don't even know is still going to be the same one. Cause I know they've recently changed it up for Mickey's birthday recently. Um, but yeah, it's it, suffice to say there's very little representation of that movie, despite the fact that it's was such a huge cash cow for them. Um, uh, most, and I, again, I, I mostly put that on the fact that it was, was more success successful in Eastern countries than it was in Western ones. Uh, but it still did really well here in the United States. Like, it outdid Minions in the United States domestically, so... Uh, and that movie, you cannot f***ing stop seeing that sh everywhere, so... I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm not really having much of a point, because there's so little to talk about at this point, uh, other than the fact that there's, like, literally one piece of concept art, which basically shows a bunch of humans... Uh, wearing animal ears and then walking up down the main street of Zootopia. Uh, like in Where have I seen That's that before? The point is I mm. want some my ears right now. Yeah. I, I, I really hope they make it like immersive in the same way that like, uh, like Star Wars land is immersive. I don't know. That might be fun. I don't know how they do that, but I, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited. I hope they, do a lot of cool stuff with size perspective, which, uh, like, uh, it'd be, 
the way it kind of looks like at this point is that instead of you being human sized, at least from the art, it looks like you might be like around the same size as like Nick Wilde to basically justify the fact that you are kind of a, the same size as Nick Wilde when you're in the park, you know, uh, when you like see character meet and greets. Uh, so I can imagine them like making everything a little bit bigger and then like showing off little tiny stuff too. That'd be really a cool way to do all that. Um, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just excited that it's happening. It's something I've been wanting to happen for a while. Even just any sort of representation of the movie in the parks, uh, other than just a couple character meet and greets. Uh, so hopefully that will turn out to be something really cool. I agree. Um, I am very hyped for it as well. I cannot wait to go to it. And we will eventually record a podcast episode live from the parks there. No, we're not. There's no... <laughs> uh, logistically, there's no I, way we can do that. I, I did actually check flight prices. And nope, we won't. It's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I mean, because there, there would be more involved, obviously. Traveling to well, a foreign like- country... Then even just yeah. flight prices, it would be a it would be a whole ordeal. But that would be fun. But it won't happen. Yeah, not my budget. So well, I guess we'll uh, just hopefully have to be come to the here in Toontown, where cartoons happen all the time. It's it's there a it's go. a Patreon stretch goal. <laughs> <laughs> we will Ooh, forever well, yeah. like we'll we'll just. We'll just squat in Zootopia Land in Shanghai Disneyland. That's our Patreon goal. <laughs> Self-sustaining. <laughs> we'll, we'll get like water filter purification stuff, so like we can like catch rainwater and then like uh, you know learn to hunt food. <laughs> I don't know. We'll just steal like um, Mickey ice cream bars or some shit. I don't know. Um, I will live solely off of Dole Whip and churros and be dead in a month. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that everyone's dream? Um, but okay. <laughs> to be dead in a month? <laughs> yes. Um, wow. Wow. Okay. Um, so with that, I guess that's. It, do, do y'all have news to bring up? That that counts as ten news. Uh, other than the fact that the Lego movies got a really really good Rotten Tomatoes score, no. Um, okay. The Lego movie's can, doing really good. We can talk about how there were nominees for the Academy Awards. I don't particularly care. Oh, shit. That's <laughs> like, right. That did happen. Uh, um, oh, yeah. And Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out in two days as of this recording. That counts. So that counts. That's mm-hmm. not really news, but it's happening. Uh, and I'm very excited. Um. Hmm. Actually, I, mean, I wonder. Do you think no, they? Do you think? Know. Do you think they're gonna replace Sora with Finn Wolfhard as another character or something? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, no. I, <laughs> I'm wondering. If I can't I can wait for the Newsies some, level. Yeah, I'm wondering if I can watch the the uh, nominees for the animated shorts again because last year i had a lot of fun with that and i want to see if the local art house is doing that uh that'd but, be nice yeah if they are i'll try and report about them again because that was a lot of fun last time mm. um but yeah no no news from me um i guess in terms of the oscars the other thing i really have to say is uh 
eighth grade got fucking snubbed. That movie was incredible. Um, that's not a cartoon news, though. And Spider-Verse better win, because while I did like Incredibles 2 and Wreck-It Ralph 2, uh, no, it, Spider-Verse was the actual artistic film that, like, actually pushed the genre forward. The, like, in the, 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 not the, not the genre, the, uh, pushed the, the art form forward in terms of, like, stylistic, uh, achievements. Like, it's, it needs, it needs this award more than any of the other ones, and I'll be really disappointed if it, if that is the case. Like, if, like, Incredibles 2 wins, which I doubt, because I don't think, I don't even, the, the first Incredibles, did that one win the Oscar? I don't think it did. I'm not sure, I um, would not know. I, can I look that up for you? Um, if you want. Alright, I don't even let think me the do Re- that. I don't think a record Ralph won the Oscar either. Um. Yes, the art house is doing the animated shorts. Sorry, that's not relevant to your conversation currently, but... Nah, it's cool. I'm excited. Okay, uh, yeah, the first Incredibles did win the did win the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. Okay. Um. All right. Fair enough. But either way, though, I will say that just uh, it's uh, Spider Verse deserves to win it, hands down, full fledged, all the way. Like, uh, it's just really good. Um. I don't know. I, I guess I can't really think of anything right now. Um, nope. I think that uh, it's been light on news the last couple of weeks. So why don't because we just move the start, on? It's the start. It's the start of January, and you know the start of January is a weird time of year. Yeah, well, that's it's, true. Very true. Honestly, honestly, it's the end of January as we're recording this. January's just weird. January's bad. Yeah. January's okay. a bad month. It's it's a, it's you're getting back into the swing of things. All right. So with that, uh, before we go on to the next segment, uh, we actually do have a bit of important news for Toontown Public Works uh, to talk about. So we have a Patreon. So we're actually updating it real quick. So uh, Patreon is basically uh, patreon.com slash TTPW. Um, uh, what we have is uh, some bonus content for you, one of them being uh, Toontown Nights, which is a uh, podcast about basically all of us just watching a cartoon uh, that, uh, like a cartoon movie that is infamously not very good or, uh, you know, it has a bad reputation, or at least looks very not good, uh, and we have to watch it and then say something nice about it. Uh, and we, the other thing we used to have was a thing called Toontown Chronicle, which was a newsletter where we basically wrote down uh, things that we enjoyed that are not cartoon-related. Uh, we are actually discontinuing that uh, for a number of reasons, mainly just logistics, because uh, not everyone here is a writer. <laughs> um, but what we're going to replace it with is a podcast version of that, which should be a lot more easier to produce and just more fun to, for all of us to do. Uh, and basically it's going to be a, a second podcast, uh, which is going third. to be under 30 <laughs> minutes long. Well, I mean a third, but a second yeah. bonus podcast. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, going to be under half hour um, and just us talking about 
different things. And that's going to be uh, all of us, including uh, myself, KC, Cirque, as well as our editors, Alex and Key. Um, and uh, we would really appreciate it if you did uh, subscribe to the Patreon because uh, we really don't do too much like advertising outside of like our own brand. Like, I mean, we did do the mid band band spot like each scope, but they're not even doing those anymore. Um, and the way that we support our editors, who are the people who are doing the most work here, is through the Patreon. We just directly give that money to them. Um, so yeah, I would highly recommend you subscribing if you can afford it. I obviously don't have to do it the $5 a month thing. And if you do under that, that we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, just, yeah. Uh, but now, but yeah, starting February, we are going to have a second bonus podcast. Uh, as well as Toontown Nights, which the next one should be up here pretty soon. Um, if it isn't already up. In fact, it should already be up because it's almost the end of January. Good lord. Um, so, yes. Thank you uh, for people who are already contributing. And if you want to contribute, um, you can just go to patreon.com slash ttpw. So I have a question. Um, yes. So between us now, we have like five or so podcasts going on are we officially content creators or we are we are influencers when do i get to fight somebody <laughs> in a boxing ring i want to do that we create content that is what we make is content oh yeah <laughs> we and, we uh, create content for engagement we are social media influencers when so, do I when do I get the the loot buy offs? <laughs> Come on, Disney, give it to me. I want to tell you about a new thing that I heard about that's going to be the new bomb diggity of the year. It's called Firefest Two. I heard it's <laughs> going to be fantastic and much the, better than that first one. The fire Y'all will be some... real this time. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all want some fucking mattresses? Yeah, <laughs> you want some refugee tents? <laughs> you want Audible um, subscription online? <laughs> I mean, I kind of do want websites. Subscription, but I'm 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 broke. I can't do that. <laughs> Go to LibriVox. Access to loads of free public domain audiobooks. Well, there you uh, go. Yes. Really, LibriVox? Did, I think. Could LibriVox. you tell us their address? Uh, I'm not. We're not doing this. We're not. Yeah, we're not doing this because they're not paying us. So there we go. <laughs> well, but we should be we should be supporting people who offer public domain stuff for free. <laughs> That's okay. That is fine. <laughs> That's fine. the whole point of our podcast, in a way. So we're not we're not actually advertising something. This is a bit. Yeah, so we should we should do the main segment of our podcast before everyone stops listening. <laughs> oh, I think we've stopped listening like a few episodes ago. So there you go. Yeah, we just um, do this for us now. Uh, <laughs> um, but yes, uh, yeah, let's go on to the main thing of our podcast, which is where we watch cartoons that have fallen to the public domain or are otherwise easily accessible. Uh, I like saying that a lot. That's why I say it like that. Um, so uh, yeah. And the way that we watch those tunes is we watch it uh, through this collection that we got uh, from Amazon a long, long time ago, uh, the, the distant year of 2015. Um, or was it 2016? It was 2016, oh I believe. 
Oh my god. <laughs> I am losing all sense of time. Um, or was it twice? Yes. Was it twenty seventeen? No, it was I don't know anymore. I am positive it was 2016. I am positive it was. Uh, and Maybe we the, should just have uh, Alex like pop in and say like, when we actually started here. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> if he wants to. No pressure. If he, if he wants to put the extra work in. <laughs> um, the first episode of Toontown Public Works, Asimov's Ruined Begonias, was released on May the 29th of 2017. That'll be $15. I also take Dogecoin. But yes, uh, so yeah, we we watch cartoons from this collection, um, and the way that we f- figure out which cartoon we watch is we pick one randomly from the list. Honestly, I feel like I really really roundabout in the way that they described it this time. I need to find a concise way to describe the thing <laughs> that we do for this podcast. <laughs> no, no, it's no, only- no. You keep it fresh. You keep it fresh. It's- we're only 42 episodes in. <laughs> um, okay, so let's go ahead and pick something off this. So, drum rolls, Alex. Okay, uh, we're going to start things off by watching a Betty Boop cartoon. Oh, um, shoot, yeah. Shoot, yeah, indeed. Uh, so, the cartoon that we are going to be watching is one called... Uh, we did it! Wow, we, we did it! We do it! We did it! We're, the Mission podcast is over, guys. We did it! <laughs> we <laughs> did it! We were free finally. Da, 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 da. <laughs> All right, we, watch, we are it. the champions. <laughs> This was a cute one. This was very uh, cute. It's okay, also. yeah. But what I was thinking when I was seeing the title is I thought it was going to be like some wartime cartoon. Like, this is us after we beat the Nazis. But uh, no, it's just a uh, dog and cute kittens, basically. Betty Boop is not in this Betty Boop cartoon a lot. Wait, yeah, yeah I was thinking, I've... I was trying to figure out why it was called We Did It. And I just realized that the we did it is not a celebratory we did it. It's an admission of guilt. Like, <laughs> like we did it. We are responsible. Which is also true about our podcast. We are the reason why everything is so terrible these days. Yeah. <laughs> our hearts are filled with shame. But yeah, I mean, basically... The plot of the cartoon is just that Betty Boop's leaving for the day and uh, she ties up her dog named Pudgy um, and she then leaves the kittens that are sleeping alone uh, and like the, the they're not doing they're just kind of in a basket, which is like I'm going to say this right now. I, I am a dog person uh, and because of that, I will have negative opinions towards cats in general. Uh, not, uh, not the Cirque. Uh, not Cirque. I'm not literally Cirque. a dog person, and I love cats. Thank you. Well, that's you. Okay. Uh, 
<laughs> Cirque's one of the good ones. <laughs> um, um, that. Mm, uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> let's dial back that back a bit. Um, <laughs> so, but I just want to say that if you are worried about a pet destroying things, I'd be more worried about a bunch of kittens. Like, sure, dogs can be destructive, for sure. I know, I've had plenty of dogs. But I've also had plenty of cats, and they're the ones that most likely are going to, like, you know... Oh, they will pee fuck up your couch. <laughs> and fuck up your couch, or just destroy things, because they want to climb everywhere. They can reach spray. the things that a dog can't. So, yeah. yeah. This is true. So, uh, in this case, I'm just saying that Betty Boop has very bad foresight because <laughs> she, because of course it's not the dog that's doing all the destruction. It's the cats. Uh, and they start off by just like sliding down, uh, <laughs> an ironing board with plates. It's just constantly. It's kind of hilarious like, how quick they go from zero to destruction. Yeah, it's not even like curiosity. Like yeah. this is just malice, honestly. My analog <laughs> is that Betty Betty Boop is Moses going up the mountain to retrieve the Ten Commandments, and the hedonism <laughs> that ensues <laughs> are the people being led out of Egypt. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it, Casey. I'll so, put it biblically right there. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's gonna be Casey's new podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it'll be like Veggie Tales. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Veggie Tales public works. Um, you just critique Veggie Tales episodes from now on. Actually, I think I think we know someone who's planning on doing a podcast that's exactly that. Uh, oh, we'll talk oh, about. Oh that. yeah, but but yeah. So it's okay. So they do that, and then one of the kittens just gets in the mouth of a bear rug that it was they were first scared of but then they were like oh this thing isn't doing anything so i'm just gonna walk in and out of it and all that kind of stuff and then it just snaps its mouth shut and traps it there which causes the dog to uh you know try to save it and i, I it actually has a really good gag here um i like it when cartoons like point out like dumb inconsistencies on their own like okay so bimbo is a very tiny dog he has a big head that's no, a very pudgy. tiny body pudgy bimbo well, bimbo, bimbo is bimbo's the dog that betty boop is like f***ing at the moment right now yeah the, oh um, my god yeah the anthropomorphic dog <laughs> so this boyfriend um but oh, uh Lord. but yeah like pudgy she he's like uh like very body so like the collar it doesn't really fit him. It's way too big. Like his head doesn't fit through, but his body just like could slip through very easily. So he's trying to break out. He's just running, like trying to like uh, try to break through it. But then he realizes, Oh wait, my body's way small here. And it just climbs out of the call. <laughs> I like that joke. I didn't get that joke at uh, first. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he he saves the kitten, and then like he kind of goes around saving kitten, the kit, different kittens for doing different things. Like uh, uh, one of them eats a bunch of soap, <laughs> and then turns a very into a cat thing to do. Yes, uh, and then one of them one of them goes into a milk bottle and then drinks all the milk and is too fat to leave. 
<laughs> oh no. Uh, and then <laughs> let's see. One of them is climbing well, up a I mean, clock there's... and gets in a boxing match with the cuckoo. Yeah. Uh, and and then it just turns into chaos at that point, and then like everything just starts exploding. Uh, and then Betty Hoop comes on, sees everything's destroyed, and I was really scared that it was gonna be the kind of ending that I hate in anything, which it is was all a that. Dream. Well, no, the the fact that like <laughs> someone gets blamed for uh, all the destruction when it was not their fault at all. Like there's there's a reason why, as much as I think they're fun, I do not like buttons and mini car- Mindy cartoons from Animaniacs because it always ends with the dog getting punished for something it didn't really do. Uh, and thankfully, that's not how it ends, because it ends with the cats like after seeing Betty Boop spanking the dog, which is not how you do that. It's a weird um, way to punish a dog. Uh, the cats just start singing a song about how they did it. They are, they're never going to do it again. And then, which is, which is extremely out of place because the cats are not established to be able to talk with human words. They're not even established to be moral at this point either. So, yeah. um, So like they, they, they suddenly become able to talk and nobody's phased by this. Uh, well, I mean, again, they, Betty Poop's Betty Poop is dating a dog, so I mean, yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's, it's just it's just very weird. Like, I mean, maybe like, they have yeah. a podcast too. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, my kitten, my they, kitten, and me. Um, oh boy, uh, and, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and so they, yeah, so they ad- they admit they did it, and Betty Boop decides to reward Pudgy, but not punish the kittens. Um, yeah, that's that's weird. So I guess it um, balances out. I don't know. She's not a very good pet owner. <laughs> no, she her, 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 she doesn't keep her young kittens like in a safe place. She ties she, the dog to a radiator. <laughs> yeah, that's also uh, incredibly not safe. Uh, she also she spanks the dog in, as punishment. Well, over the fact that everything was like you know, broken and everything. So the dog's not really going to learn any lessons there. She has um, not pet proofed her house at all. Oh God. No. Um, so, uh, I guess the end of the story is just that Betty Boop's a bad pet owner and that's the moral. Yep. Really? She only she has is... herself to blame. Yep. Her negligence. Yep. Shameful. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this one's Okay. Let's watch another cartoon. Yes. Bay yes, Boop is ex- Bay Boop is an extremely problematic pet owner. Do not stand her. <laughs> she would get a lot of downvotes on YouTube. She would get ratioed. Let's watch another one. Hell yeah. Yep. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. So let's bring up the list. And drum roll, Alex. Go, 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 go. All right. Uh, we are going to go ahead and watch a Gumby cartoon. Okay. We haven't got one of those in a while. Uh, and that one is called uh, Sad King Ott's Daughter. What? 
I don't know. Here, I mean, sad, sad king aunts as an OTT is daughter. I okay. Don't know. All right. All right. Sure. Nothing like the nonsense of Gumby to sort of like fucking shake you to the system over here. Yeah, you know what the writing of the Gumby cartoons kind of reminds me of is when I would play pretend when I was a kid. I can say that. Yeah, no, that's that's actually a very good way to look at it, honestly. Um, especially with this one, because basically, so. The premise of this cartoon is that Gumby and Pokey go to a vending machine because they're hungry. Uh, But it turns out that there is a thing in the vending machine that isn't food. It's called a morph. Uh, And for 25 cents, which probably was a lot back in the day, but uh, even still, that seems very low price for something like this. Uh, Basically, uh, it's a ball that if you speak into the wa- like a magic watch thing or like a little radio receiver watch and say uh change into a something and then it turns into it and pokey's pissed that uh it's not a candy bar which he which gumby turns into in a candy bar but then gumby then immediately regrets it because pokey then eats it and then turns into a bouncing ball inside of pokey which I think there there are better ways you could have stopped him. I don't know. Uh, he panicked. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but also, Pokey shouldn't have eaten it. I mean, yeah. dipshit. But also, they're twenty five cents. Imagine if if you could have anything you wanted for twenty five cents. That is well, very true. That's basically want- what they had. <laughs> The, the, well, the problem I is every time you put a quarter into the Morph's machine, you have to scream out, this one's for you, Morph. And I'm sure they didn't want to do that again, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the, the machine only has one Morph in it, and they n- thought nobody would get it, because what the fuck is a Morph? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's... It's, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely a f- interesting... Like, I... I it's an interesting concept, but I also feel like couldn't Gumby already kind of do that. That is true. <laughs> like, isn't that kind of the, pr- isn't that kind of the premise of Gumby in the first place is that he is a thing of clay who could literally turn into anything. I don't know. Yeah. I don't uh, know the canon of Gumby all that well. <laughs> maybe, maybe, <laughs> no, maybe, uh, no, the maybe. canon of Gumby includes the canon of Gumby includes a movie where a dog uh, can cry pearls just like in real life <laughs> yeah no literally that's the entire plot of it because the the blockheads where the enemies are trying to kidnap this dog and make it cry constantly so it constantly leaks pearls out and they make a ton of money that is literally the plot of the gumby movie all that new would pa- actually do is lower the value of pearls new patreon stretch yeah, goal that's true. genetically enhanced casey <laughs> me- so he can cry pearls I do cry a go. lot, so that would be very profitable. I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll just feed him a bunch of clay. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, um. So yeah, they get this morph, and then 
a person from fairy tale land comes by and he wants to help the king get his daughter back because she's been kidnapped basically this plot line sort of just like crashes into the plot line that we're following yeah literally this this squire just walks up behind gumby which i think happens a lot more often than like this happens a lot in gumby cartoons like remember the last one we watched which i think i think it was like gumby crosses the delaware where gumby was just sort of like hanging out somewhere i think he was helping be a firefighter for his dad and then one of the things he had called for is this guy that was just like one of george washington's soldiers just sort of walking around asking for help which i think is just a thing this universe has to deal with um yeah so they go back to the crying king the king of crying and the king uh, of crying and they say well i can turn this ball into whatever i want so that means that the day is saved and so uh a little they... they know that that it well there was okay before we get done though there was a line that uh pokey said before they went off where he said this <laughs> this uh this morph is going to uh uh backfire on gumby yet but turns out no it, it doesn't backfire at it all it never does <laughs> there is no comeuppance because like they they turn the ball into a golden cup to give us like a wedding favor for the black knight uh because did we even explain the whole black knight I don't kidnapping think we did. the princess thing? no the black knight kidnapped the king's daughter that's it they're gonna be married <laughs> yeah and nobody's happy with that situation at all. Except for um, Black Knight. Knight. Except for the he's Black a douche, Knight. So. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah, who, who, who looks like the father from Davy and Goliath, <laughs> but with like a mustache and beard. It's great. He looks like Martin <laughs> Shkreli with a mustache. <laughs> um, so, uh, so then the they turn it into a talking elephant. That's the size of a dog. Well, yeah, that like just sort of like knows what to do, which is going. <laughs> See, just, like this, is, and this so is where weird. my comment. This is where my comment about it reminding me of like playing pretend as a child, like comes in. Is that like they right. they have they they for twenty five cents they bought a morph ball that they can imbue with sentience, so that, mm. that's, they just. They don't like. They don't even establish that the elephant can talk. He just sort of like walks into the room, and the princess is there crying. And I think we all collectively was like, "What?" When he started <laughs> like being like, "Don't worry, I'm here to help you get out." <laughs> yeah. And then in maybe, and then in maybe the funniest scene in the entire thing, he just fucking breaks down a door, <laughs> like, <laughs> like a big. <laughs> he breaks down a door and. <laughs> He electrocutes a dragon outside. It's amazing. It's incredible. And the day is saved. They did it, guys. <laughs> and all and all Gumby asked for is for food. And then they eat so much that they get fat. And then, and then they, they turn they just, the elephant into a pig. Yeah. Why? For some I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> they just do. I think I think Gumby said something about like turning into a pig or something like that, or changing into oh, a pig, okay. or, and then then something like that. I don't all right, know. yeah, all right, there you go. So that's it. <laughs> Gumby yep. and the magic morph ball. 
I would rank this as the number one Gumby cartoon we've watched on this program out of the what four. We watched Robot Rumpus, and we watched the uh, black. We the watched black Gumby Knight. and the Black Knight, featuring a different Black Knight from the one that was in this cartoon, and the one where they crossed the Delaware. This was probably, in my opinion, the best one. <laughs> Yeah, though uh, I, I do like the dragon from the 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 Black Knight cartoon. A I liked that one too. More. Didn't that one also have a thing with crying? Wow, Gumby. Yeah, the dragon Gumby cartoons were obsessed with crying. So much crying. It was the seventies, man. And everyone was in touch with their emotions in the seventies. They were all so uh, sad. Damn. Yeah, I well, mean, because they lived in the seventies. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd be sad too um, if I had to wear bell bottoms. Uh, so that was it. <laughs> like Zoic Scoop. Uh, I can't do that voice because you know, my neighbors would get mad at me for being loud. But yeah. <laughs> did you Did you know Did you know that Shaggy wears weighted bell bottoms to hold back his power? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I hope this. I hope that meme doesn't become too uncool in virtue of being old by the time. This podcast is edited and published. <laughs> it's entirely possible. Or in several years. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, really you know, the concept of like Shaggy, the concept of Shaggy having a power level is always funny to me. So I won't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's hilarious. So, it'll, be, it'll be funny forever. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, there you go. That was Gumby. That was fun. That was very fun. Uh, that was so, fun to say. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> What's the next cartoon? <laughs> Well, for that, maybe I won't give us an X cartoon. Um, anyways, uh, okay. So, yes, let's go back to the list. Drum Alex. Oh, hey. Uh, so, we may be dealing with the last Ray Harryhausen cartoon. Really? Oh, this uh, is that's it, on then. this collection. I mean, I'm not a hundred percent sure. There might be others on this that I'm not really seeing here. But uh, yeah, it's uh, we're gonna watch another Ray Harryhausen uh, stop motion film, and this one's called Mother Goose Stories. Okay, I like Ray Harryhausen. I'm on board. Is he just gonna? Is mm-hmm. he just gonna toss out the pretenses this time, and one of the segments is gonna be called Gimpy or something? <laughs> I refuse. (laughs) That was, you you know what, you know what this really did to me? It made me realize how freaking weird a lot of nursery rhymes really are. (laughs) Um, um, Okay, so what this was is that, much like the other ones, these are this is a stop motion retelling of various uh, of like uh like uh nursery rhymes and famous like fairy tales and stuff like that. Um, this these one was specifically were exclusively nursery rhymes, yeah. Yeah, these were exclusively nursery rhymes, and uh, yeah, this was a weird one uh, because this was uh, well, not a, it wasn't weird. It was just like. Uh, it, what it was instead of like the one where it was just one single cartoon, it was uh, a series of them, basically. Like a little anthology, um, yeah. Yeah, like uh, it, it went from uh, an intro thing with Mother Goose, like setting, setting up like a, a movie reel um, uh, with her goose, who is great. Wonderful um, goose. 
wonderful goose. Uh, and then there was, uh, the first one was, uh, what was it? What it was, was the Little first? Miss Muffet. That's right. Little Miss Muffet, um, which I distinctly remember having a viewfinder of uh, way back in the day. Like uh, they used to like make stuff. Like there, there's this really cool. Uh, if you if you Google uh, like uh, like viewfinders, like like any like viewfinder history and stuff like that, you could, you'll find a lot of really interesting stuff because uh, they used to actually like hire artists to make like like three uh, D models of various different like cartoon characters and recreate scenes using that to make it like a three D effect. I like think they, there's they, I think there's a chance HT and this is depressing to say <laughs> but I think there's a chance we might be old enough that we need to explain what a viewfinder is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so a viewfinder basically it was just this thing that uh it was like a little thing you put over your eyes and like uh, had like a little lever and you put these little like discs in that had like a little film uh, like little bits of like uh, like film stills in them, and the way it works is that when you looked into it, you would actually see like a three D image. Uh, since like the two images were just different enough to basically make it so it was like three D, and then like you click the slide and you get to the next one, and you just basically see like a bunch of different still images with like little text on like the uh top part of like the viewfinder for yeah, so like like the still. same the same type of thing is like the sony vive or like oculus rift where like they they were pictures designed specifically in such a way that they were meant to resemble your eyes focusing in on a single point like you can you can find images online where if you cross your eyes they'll have a 3d effect you know like in a similar way and, and then a dolphin shows up right that. No, because yes, they're thinking. Th uh, oh, go uh, on. You're thinking of magic eyes, I think, which were much different. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, so basically, like, I, I swear I've had viewfinders with this, if not specifically this, but like something that's like very similar in the art style and everything. Um, specifically, of Little Miss Muffet. And really, there isn't too much to say about, like, well, for one, we can't talk about one of them just because we already did talk about it. Because like the last one was Humpty Dumpty, and we already covered that one before. Um, the Little Miss Muffet one is basically just straightforward. Just a little girl sitting on a stool, and then a spider comes down. A clown spider comes down and scares her. That's it. Uh, and then the uh, the one about the tarts, which. I, the Queen I of know, Hearts queen. made some tarts, you know. Yeah, uh, and the the one we want to talk about the most is the dog one because this is a yeah. mystery rhyme that I don't think any of us were familiar with. Here's the, here's um, the thing: yeah. the dog one is also the largest one in this anthology. Yeah, and it it did not like the dog nursery rhyme did not withstand the test of time apparently because none of us knew it. Either um, either yeah. Ray added more lines onto it, or like Casey's saying, there's just a lot of stuff that got cut out as time went Let's on. See. Well, like, well, like I think okay, so Little Miss Hubbard, uh, I've heard of the first rhyme, and I think a lot of people have. I Little think Miss it's Hubbard Old Mother Hubbard, not Little Miss. It was Old Mother Hubbard. Oh, sorry, 
went yeah, to the cupboard Mother to give her dog a bone. Yeah. The Wow, this is we we I'm reading all of Old Mother Hubbard now, and we got the Reader's Digest version of this nursery rhyme. It is <laughs> much longer. Let's see. She went to the Hatters to buy him a hat, and when she came back, he was feeding the cat. That one was not in there. <laughs> we definitely got a shorter version of this nursery rhyme because there are a well, lot of lines that were removed <laughs> from the version. Well, I mean, I. I think the reason why there's so many lines that are removed from the line is because I think the second one is literally that people think the dog died. <laughs> like she, the dog, the dog pulls a, like a Logan Paul and just pretends to be dead. From, and so much so that the, the, the old lady goes, get him a coffin and he comes back and he's just laughing at her. And he's like, what the f- dog? That's fucking rude. <laughs> and if you, if you have, if you know how much a coffin costs, <laughs> that's like a, well, it just looks like a toolbox she got. Oh, so I don't think the top. <laughs> yeah, here's a stanza that was removed. She went to the ale house to get him some beer. When she came back, the dog sat in a chair. Okay. That's a really weak Less rhyme. Imagine- wow. <laughs> hey, guys, it's me, Logan Paul. When they come back with beer, I'll be sitting in a chair. Can you and- believe it? <laughs> and he did it. The absolute bad man. They, like, come back and, like, dude, you're sitting in a chair. And he's, like, just a prank, bro. <laughs> the, the best one... <laughs> the best one, though, being... Um, old Mother Hubbard went to the butchers to get her dog some tripe. Uh, and then when Old Mother Hubbard came back, uh, he was smoking a pipe. The dog was smoking a pipe, which is, like, a great image. It's a good image. And I... I... <laughs> I, I, I commend... The person who animated that, because that was exactly what I wanted to see today. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but this is this is Ray Harryhausen, so of course it's it's stop motion animation, and it's really good. Um, and uh, and yeah, I liked it for what it was. Yeah, it was fun. It was uh, a cute little. Uh, selection of nursery rhymes some notable some not uh and some just straight up bizarre and yeah. i appreciate that um say so yeah, i think i i'm i'll i'll miss these nursery rhymes uh if this is really is the last of the bunch um because they were really good i really dug these uh stop motion things from ray harryhausen uh, i think my favorite being Oh god, what was your favorite? I think mine was the little Red Riding Hood one. Mine was Red Riding Hood. Ah, uh, that yeah. was a really cool wolf in that. Yeah. I yeah. did like I, all I the did, gold I, like transformation stuff in the Midas Touch one. Yeah. Yeah, that I, was neat. I like the Midas one too as well. And yeah, and for... of course we all we all love like if we're just giving our tributes to Ray Harryhausen now, uh now that we're done with him maybe probably. Uh like we all really loved the the Rapunzel one where the, the hair braided itself. Like we oh, were all yeah, really yeah. impressed with that. Like Ray Ray Harryhausen, someone I did not know existed before we started this podcast, was really, really good at stop motion animation, and my life is enlightened having seen his work. So thank you, Ray Harryhausen, for providing what you did to this podcast. You you didn't know about Ray Harryhausen? I Before didn't. Him? I I'm, wow. I know a lot of people did, and I didn't. I was just a real dumbass. 
But uh, I mean, I they, they they did a whole they had a whole, gra- whole Gravity Falls episode making fun of Ray Harryhausen stuff. Was that <laughs> making fun of Ray Harryhausen? I got the impression that oh, was 100 of like the old like King Kong stuff, right? I don't well, know. That was Ray Harryhausen. That Ray, was Ray Harryhausen, Harryhausen did King Kong. He did King Kong. All right, yeah, no, no, I, I didn't. I didn't know about the stuff we watched featuring Ray Harryhausen. So okay, fair. So yeah, there you go. Uh, awesome. Well, yeah. Why don't we move on so, yeah, to our the, prompt? The most challenging prompt for me. <laughs> for Casey to have ever have to so answer far. ever. You monsters. <laughs> uh, the Sophie's um, choice of prompts. I can't just have one dog. Um, exactly. I actually wrote down, I still don't know which one I'm saying. I wrote down four. <laughs> Well, I'm hoping, we get to that. I'm hoping the I'm hoping the other three will be said by other people, so I'm left with one. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna go ahead uh, and uh, explain what we're doing first before we do anything else. Uh, so there is a so for uh, so every every uh, episode we give everyone a prompt uh, to respond to. They can either reply to us on Twitter or on our Gmail account, which is toontownpublicworks at gmail.com. If you ever want to respond to a previous prompt, you're more than welcome to do so through our Gmail. If you want to do like a more detailed answer, that's also where you would want to email us as well. Uh, and if you want to respond to us on Twitter, uh, make sure you use the hashtag toontownprompt. Uh, and yeah, that will help us be able to see it because Twitter is a bad website. Um, so yeah, uh, and the prompt for this week, or this this episode was, who is your favorite cartoon dog? So we got responses here from quite a bit of people on Twitter this time. Uh, we got an answer from Atrox, who says, uh, who doesn't love Looney Tunes' own Mark Anthony? Uh, I feel like that's something that I'd have to kind of explain a little bit because the name isn't necessarily familiar for most people. But if you remember the cartoon where that big bulldog uh, was taking care of that little kitten, that really, really cute kitten. Yep, I remember those cartoons. I remember that image that that meme spawned out of. That was pretty good. Yeah, (laughs) that's a good meme. Uh, But yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's that's the. that is the Mark Anthony right there. I had to Google it myself. Uh, but yeah, that is a really good dog. Uh, and I love those shorts. I haven't seen them in a while, but gosh, they were some of my favorites growing up. I've so. seen them fairly recently, and they're delightful. They're very wonderful. Good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so thank you very much there, Atrox. Uh, we got a response from Geo Holmes, um, who said... Uh, my favorite cartoon dog has to be this adorable alien ruffian, Stitch, which I think is a brilliant inspired answer because, I mean, Leela thinks of him as a dog for most of the movie. <laughs> so there you go. You know uh, what? He counts. He counts. Can I, can I use that as one of, one of my answers? Yes. I am claiming Stitch for the dogs. That is... <laughs> The stitches, the stitches belong to the dogs now, one hundred percent. Yeah, every stitch is a dog. Yeah, Um, Uh, every experiment from the Lilo and Stitch animated series is a dog. Some of them are more fucked up than others, but they're all dogs. Some weird dog. (laughs) Yes. So they all should be able to vote. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh god, that's one hell of a voting block. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. So thank you very much, Gio. Um, we got another response from uh, Doctor B, who said, "Well, obviously, KC." Oh uh, shucks. Oh, but no. Uh, the, their answer was also a. Uh, but from a specific cartoon, I have to say that Dodger from Oliver Company. Uh, he's one of those, my childhood cartoon characters and a smooth-talking dog with a good sense of style. And you know what? Excellent. I love that dog, too. That's a good dog. That is a, a good, good answer. Billy Joel is a, a good pers- singer. A Billy Joel dog. <laughs> I, I appreciate Billy Joel dog. <laughs> Billy Joel dog? Is that the... Oh, my God. Is that the anti-Charlie Sheen dog? Is that what you're getting at? Like... remember when billy joel wrote that song piano man about how great billy joel is (laughs) i think every song that billy joel does technically is about how great billy joel is Yeah, but that song is like i met all these sad drugs and look how great i am to be fair he also to be fair he also wrote we didn't start the fire yeah no he's not great a song but there you go (laughs) Yeah, I do. I haven't seen Oliver and Company in so long, but oh wow, do I love that song, that movie. And that is Dodger's a, good, a very good dog. Yeah, they're all good dogs. They're all mm-hmm. good dogs, bro. An extremely um, good cat. Yes, very good cat. good cat. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yes. Thank you for smelling, B. Why should I worry? Why should I care? Well, there okay, are many anyways. reasons you should worry. What <laughs> to worry about right now? Uh, let's uh, well, <laughs> come now. Let's go. We're not right. that kind of podcast. <laughs> um, so uh, thank you very much for that. Uh, so uh, we also got a response from uh, Radical Fennec, uh, who said, uh, Dynamut, the Adam Jensen of dogs. Uh, and uh, apparently Cirque needs to dance more on the podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hang on, everyone. I need to do something. Okay. <laughs> I never asked for this. <laughs> oh, there we oh. go. Dino, what is a good yeah. answer? I'm glad we got some Hanna Barbera. You know what? I'm yeah. gonna save this comment until I know we don't have any more Hanna Barbera. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, Dino, Dino I have zero experience with him outside of the Dexter c- cartoon where Blue Falcon takes Dynama to be fixed by Dexter. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that's I literally the only that. thing I know about. <laughs> that's the only Dynama that I actually know about. <laughs> He's a go-go kind of dog person, buddy. Dog wonder. And the, and the only thing I could also think about do- Dynama too is, is just in that cartoon, there's the ep- part where uh, where Dad is on the couch with Blue Falcon, and uh, and then like Dad asks, "Well, uh, so w- what's that costume that you're wearing?" And then Blue Falcon goes, "I'm the Blue Falcon." And then Dad's like, "Oh, you don't have to be blue. The Falcons didn't do very well this season, but that's okay. You'll you'll have them next year or something that's like funny. that." <laughs> I love and Dad. He's such a good character. I love Dad too. That's a good Dad. Um. So yeah, thank you very much, Rad. Um, thank you. We got thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got a response from uh, Matt Steeb. Uh, hopefully, I'm pronouncing that right. You are. Uh, 
Okay, great. Uh, and they said, courage, for sure. He shows a lot of care for those around him. He screams, his screams also bring me a lot of joy. Uh, courage is a very, very, very good dog. Certainly very good dog. dog. We all love Courage. <laughs> courage is courage extremely is... good, yeah. Good dog, good, good series. Boy. Big fan. Very good boy. Love that dog. Can't get enough of that dog. Uh, Sophia, thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Matt. We got a response. We got a response from Rosenthorn, uh, who says, Iggy from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I, uh, this is out of my league here. Uh, I know this one. Okay, good. Can you explain uh, this dog? Yes, this dog shows up in the, uh, think it might be the third season stardust crusaders it is a dog with a stand oh <laughs> let me get a picture <laughs> like for it. you and yes yeah, they powerful. do fight it and yes i've seen i've seen like uh clips of it getting kicked like into the horizon <laughs> <laughs> he's like a boston terrier yes oh, oh my god what is with his face <laughs> <laughs> that's just how they look <laughs> <laughs> that is fair, actually. Yeah, that is just what Boston Terriers yeah. looks like. Uh, <laughs> all right, very awesome. Nice. So that is a that is a good dog. So yeah, thank you very dog. much. Um, we got a response from the Wonder Gomer, 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 Gomer. Okay. All right. Hopefully, you don't have to correct me again. <laughs> um, so <laughs> the Wonder Gomer said. Uh, the troll answer, the rapping dog from the Titanic, the legend goes on. Uh, the real answer, uh, is also Iggy from Jar Jar's Before Our Adventure. Uh, hey, so, so, uh, with that, since, uh, Rosenthorn, uh, said, uh, Iggy before, we're going to say your official answer is the rapping dog from Titanic, the legend will go on. So, <laughs> sorry folks, that's it. At least the troll <laughs> was answer wasn't Scrappy-Doo. So there's something you should know, so I'm going to tell you so. Don't say it, forget it. Your answer is now this. <laughs> all right. Working all day, trying to try to unwind. Relax, get a motive of mine. Potty times. It's podcast time. That's what it is. It's podcast time. Okay. Is it dramatic <laughs> irony that they're having a party on the Titanic? Only I, hours before it sinks. I was... What's the line? Is like, I was almost a part of the, their digestion. What's the line... Yeah, yeah. I was almost, I was almost a part of their digestive or something, something like that. Or digestion. It's really awkward. Well, it's, <laughs> it's incredibly awkward. But yes, that is a very... Well, it's a dog. So there you it's go. It's a dog. <laughs> he probably so has the most much. animation in that movie, to be fair. <laughs> probably. That is actually probably true. Uh, so, yes, thank you very much. Um, okay, and that's all the responses we got from the audience. Uh, so let's hand it off to you folks here. Uh, let's start with Cirque, because I know Casey is probably struggling here. Yeah, nobody said my nobody said any of my four. So oh no, I have four to choose from, and I'm going to need to make. I think I've got. I think I know what I'm going to say though. Okay. Never before have you been so fat for one of these prompts. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is. <laughs> So, so go ahead. Um, unlike Casey, I'm not that much of a dog person, unfortunately. So I do not have many answers for this. I'll I forgive thought... me for that. 
Thank you. You're welcome. I, I thought about this. I kind of stirred around in my head. The best answer I could come up with was Doug from Up. Which is a very good answer. That is a he, good answer. But but I'm surprised you didn't say Cosmo. Wait, Cosmo, the Cosmo as in... The dog from Marvel. Like, he's he's been in animated stuff before. Oh, was that, was that a choice I could make? It yeah. Is kind of... <laughs> so I love Cosmo. That there is also go. one of my answers. So there you go. So he, Doug or Cosmo? He is, my, <laughs> he is my most precious dog astronaut. Yes. Uh, Cosmo, for folks that don't necessarily know, uh, he is sort of like a the Marvel's version of Laika. Uh, and, but instead of like like dying in space, he goes into a wormhole and then he gets cosmic radiation and basically makes him like super smart and super smart and like psychic and stuff. Uh, and he basically becomes like the dispatch for the guardians of the galaxy. And it's great. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, it's a, it's a very good character. And uh, sh- he shows up in the guardians movie as well as on the guardians of the galaxy ride in the line queue as one of the collectors, like uh, exhibits basically. <laughs> He is um, an animatronic in that, and he is adorable. A very good one. Um, so yeah, that's a good answer. Um, and what about you, Casey? Are you sure you think I shouldn't go last? Because I'm going to list four. Okay. Um, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of shoot a couple dogs your way. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Go uh, for it. Uh, so... One dog I was thinking of is Mr. Peanut Butter, um, because that is he is a fun character. I don't know if he's necessarily a good dog because he is kind of secretly kind of a weird asshole. Yeah, but, but as, as a I, character in a show. Yeah, like I like I like his character a lot. I think he is very interesting, and I think I love his dumb little face. It's it's and I love he's Paul a cutie pie. And Paul F. Tonkins yeah. is great, so that's yeah. a good dog. Uh, the other answer I could think of was uh, Buddy Thunderstruck, which is an answer I thought no one was going to answer, and thankfully no one did. Uh, uh, I, I'm still waiting for a confirmation of season two. They did make the uh, the uh, the uh, Black Mirror like Bandersnatch episode of the fucking uh, Buddy Thunderstruck like before that Bandersnatch episode became big. Um, Wait, they have the YOA? Like they had, like there was an there was an uh, interactive episode that they did on Netflix for Buddy Thunderstruck, which was called the Maybe Pile, where basically you just chose what dumb thing that the the Buddy and Darnell would do, uh, uh, for like the, by drawing like a thing from a bag, and then you have to choose which one you did, and depending on certain the choices, you got different endings basically. But yeah, um. Yeah, it's a it was a it's a fun little thing, and I, I think Buddy Thunderstruck is a cartoon that people have kind of forgotten about by now, which is unfortunate because I think it's actually a really good, cute cartoon, um, and I and really very ho- clever too, very clever, and I really hope that they make uh, another season. Hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed. Take all um, the money from Black Mirror and put it in Buddy Thunderstruck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> give, give Buddy Thunderstruck a black mirror budget. Stra- cancel Stranger Things. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Now we're not saying that Stranger Things is bad, no. but <laughs> but if we could give it a budget of that big of a thing, then yeah. you know maybe uh, everything will be right in the world. Who knows? It would work. It's worth a try. It's worth a try. Um, Trust us. We're so, yeah. on a podcast. <laughs> That's a good T-shirt we should make. Um, okay. <laughs> Trust us. We're on a yeah. Uh, uh, but okay. Uh, now, Casey. I'm assuming we did not talk about any of your dogs. You didn't even dent it. All right. Casey's top four cartoon dogs. (laughs) Number four, Ayn from Cowboy Bebop. Okay. Uh, That's the the corgi, right? Yes. That's the bouncy little corgi, yes. Number three, Nana from Peter Pan. Wow. That's a good good one. I was thinking about that. Yeah. The the Bernese Mountain Dog. That's an intensely huggable dog. Yes. Uh, Number two, Rolly from 101 Dalmatians. He's the one that's hungry. <laughs> hungry one. <laughs> hungry one. <laughs> and my number one cartoon dog, after hours of debate in my mind, is Gromit. Oh, that's a good dog, though. <laughs> oh, Isn't that's he? a really good dog. It's so good. <laughs> it's a really oh, good dog. And he's like he's like a wonderful character. Like I just. Uh, God, I just I just love the dynamic. I love like his sort of uh he's not snarky exactly. He's just like he's just very in control. Um <laughs> Yeah. That's a good way to put it. I'm not really sure what else to say. I just feel like it kind of speaks for itself. Gromit is my favorite cartoon dog. Um very much so, yeah. yeah. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, there, there were there were others I didn't mention for sure. There was Snoopy. No one brought up Snoopy. Can you believe that? Uh, <laughs> that is weird. None of the none of the dogs from uh, from All Dogs Go to Heaven got mentioned. Uh, yeah, Charlie B. Barkin. Charlie yeah. B. Barkin is a good one. I could make a whole podcast about these, <laughs> but I chose one. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast is called "These Are Good Dogs," Casey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go, my number one cartoon dog. Uh, Good this week. Um, that's a <laughs> uh, that's a next, yes. That's next, a good qualifier there. Next week, from what are Casey's other favorite dogs? <laughs> we have to guess. That's the problem. We, we actually do need a prompt for next week, though. Well, I actually know what next week's prompt is. Okay. Oh, do you? All right. Yeah. Next week prompt is, who is your favorite cartoon cat? That is going. To, that's another tough prompt, though. That's even tougher. There are more of them. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I have to oh, be fair. Wow. I have to be fair. I have to be fair and even with this. So there you yeah. go. No, there. My my mind is racing with favorite cartoon cats. I've got so many. Um. Cat- um. <laughs> <laughs> I should not have made fun of you, Casey. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. So if you want to respond to that prompt, uh, what is your favorite cartoon cat? Or we can narrow it down. What's your favorite? What is your favorite cartoon cat that loves lasagna? (laughs) (laughs) That would be Cirque. Um, anyways, yes. uh, Cirque, the lasagna <laughs> loving cat. <laughs> so if you want to respond, 
<laughs> if you want to respond to this prompt or any previous prompts we've had in the past, uh, you could do so at uh, Toontown. You can send us an email at ToontownPublicWorks at gmail.com. Uh, and if you want to, you can also reply to the tweet that's going to come out for about uh, like around this time that this episode comes yeah, up. Yeah, whenever this one comes out. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you can just respond there with the hashtag Toontown prompt. Uh, and our Twitter is uh, at Toontown Public. So, yes, uh, that is going to be it for us today. So, uh, let's well, see. Well, we see. should also, of course, thank Alex for Alex and thank Aki for Aki. Thank you very well, much, of course, to our editors. I was trying to get to the checklist of things I have to remember to yeah. say at the end of the podcast, and that was the first <laughs> one. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> so uh th- thank you alex for alex and thank you a key for a key for editing this show and thank you for putting up with it, especially since we gave you kind of a nightmare of an episode as always uh we can check out our website uh which is toontownpublicworks at uh dot com casey would you explain what that is yes it's a website where we post all of our episodes and our show notes yeah yes and if you want yeah, to watch you... any of the cartoons that we watched today or in any episode, they will be available there in the form yes. of YouTube links uploaded by other people, usually. Usually. Um, so, yes. And then uh, also, if you want to uh, leave a review for us on iTunes or wherever you get this podcast, that would help us a lot. Um, we it really honestly like I know that's you hear that from everyone, but honestly, it really does because like the robots that control the algorithms will actually make people stumble onto us if we get enough reviews. So are they robots or are they spiders? I'm not robot spiders. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) There you go. There those, there's those squid things from the matrix. (laughs) Oh yeah. Those things. Oh God. The sentinels. Oh, that's Um, what they're called. Yes. Yeah. I, I I answered, I, I knew that way too quickly off the top of my head. Um, it's been so, a long time since I watched it. I watched every Matrix movie at least a dozen times. <laughs> I was kind of obsessed as a kid, as a teenager. I liked the first one when I was younger. Well, anyways, uh, that's not this podcast. In fact, this podcast is over. So, <laughs> until next episode, I'm HT the Raccoon. I'm Casey the Dog. I'm Cirque the Cat. And this has been Toontown Public Works, and these cartoons, they've been archived. Next episode, we have a knife fight. <laughs> Psst. Is the show over? Uh, yeah. Come on out. Hey, everyone. It's me, Alex the... The Zucchini. Right. And I'm Wendy the Carrot. Do you remember Sunday school? Do you remember unconvincing 3D animation? Did you grow up in a flyover state? Do you ever find yourself humming songs that entertain possible ways to torture the biblical prophet Daniel? Some of which involve filling his ears with cheese balls and his nostrils with sorbet. Well into 11th grade, even when you had your edgy atheist phase? If so, have we got a show for you. It's called Talkin' Tomatoes, a VeggieTales watchcast for apostate adults. Every month we're gonna watch a VeggieTales video and talk about it. The good, the bad, and the silly. We're also going to explore the less polished side of Christian entertainment. Such as watching a dollar store pig puppet sing about demonic possession. As we venture down 
the God Hole. So keep an eye out for Talking Tomatoes, available wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, God made you crispy. And he loves you with ranch.